Hi, Rav Judah here with Masachet Yoma, Perak Yomo, Mishnah Bet. Why did they need to do this whole confirmation? It sounds sort of like when they're getting ready to, let's say, launch a rocket. They talk about, okay, you know, launch in X number of seconds, all systems go. Why are they being so careful about, you know, exactly ha- have we hit sunrise at this moment? Why do we have so many backup systems? One time it happened that the moon was actually rising in the early, early morning, and they thought it was the sun coming up and the whole east was lit up, and they shechted the tamid too early. It was not yet sunrise. And they had to take it out to be burned. Uh, so you want to actually make sure that this is correct. I had the experience once of flying from Israel to, I believe I was flying to New Jersey, and we flew over Greenland. And so at a certain point, I stuck my, I, look, I looked out the window, and I had woken up, and I looked out, and I saw that the sun was rising. I said, oh, so I dive in Shachris. And then we turned south and headed down from Greenland to New Jersey, and it was time for Marv again. It was nighttime because we, we had gone back. We had gone further south. The sun had indeed not risen, and I was very confused as to what to do with my Shachris. I was not sure what, what worked here. So uh, they had that problem, and they ended up having to burn the sacrifice outside, uh, you know, just, just take it out to a burning spot, and then uh, probably not really outside the Beit HaMikdash, but not on the altar as the proper Tamid, and then do the proper Tamid when it was, frankly, it was when it was properly morning. Horidu Kohen Gadol the Beit HaTfila. So now we're moving on with the Kohen Gadol, and we note that it, before he's able to do the Tamid, first he goes to the Beit HaTfila, he goes to a mikvah that was there in the Beit HaMikdash to immerse. Uh, there's going to be quite a bit of immersion, and uh, you know, it, mikvah in short all has to do with connection to life. Tuma has to do with life vacuum, loss of life, contact with loss of life, uh, as part of the Mikdash being a place that is a place of life and a place of its return to the Garden of Eden and so on and so forth. There's a lot of mikvah uh, immersion that's going on and as part of the service, he's going to keep going back and forth to mikvah every time the Kohen is changing his clothing or getting to a new step. So, so they take him to the mikvah. While we're talking about that, the mission now notes something that is practical, and I don't know if you've ever wondered about this, but there was a rule in the Beit HaMikdash. Anybody who covers his feet. Covering his feet is a euphemism for going to the bathroom, uh, going in a sitting down position because one takes their tunic and it falls over their feet. So they sit down, uh, and if they go to the bathroom, this is a, a man sitting down. So uh, then he now needs to not only... You know, obviously, get clean, but also go to mikvah before he can continue the uh, the service. If he's standing and only urinating, then taun kiddush yadayim vraglayim. He needs to sanctify his hands and feet, meaning go to the the copper sink in the Beit Hamikdash and wash his hands and feet. Uh, in Masachet Tamid, there is a bit more detail about this that the, uh, the there's no bathroom in the Beit Hamikdash. There is, however, a tunnel that goes from the Kohanim's uh, living quarters. There's a sleeping quarters that's just technically outside the precincts of the Beit HaMikdash because nobody sits down in the Beit HaMikdash except for a king every seven years at you know after Shemitah for Hakel. So, but there is a space for Kohanim to lie down and be on site for when the morning arrives and they want to get to the service early. So it's just technically off the precincts of the Beit HaMikdash. And there's a tunnel there. And the tunnel goes down, down, down and off of really the Temple Mount to a bathroom or set of bathrooms. And so that's where they would go. If a person needed to go during the service, that's how they would do this. In terms of the earlier part of the Mishnah about the sky lighting up, we're going to get in another eight or Mishnayot or so to a uh, a piece that was donated to the Beit HaMikdash to make this whole lighting process a little bit easier, but we will get there in good time.